Good evening, and welcome to From the AD's View. I'm your host, Dr. Cedric Brown, and before I get started, as I do every week, um, I'd like to give honor to God who's the head of my life and, uh, and just thank him for the many blessings that he has uh, bestowed upon me and my family. Uh, without him in my life, um, I would not be the man that I am, um, would not be the husband, the father, the professional that I am. And uh, I just want to give honor to him um, for being the head of my life. Um, I'd like to welcome today's guest, who's a special guest to me, um, a, a former colleague, um, uh, a little brother from another mother. Uh, I'd like to welcome Mr. Nate Coombs. Little bro, what's going on, man? No, just, just living life, living the dream. I'm glad I got to be with you today, Dr. Brown. Hey, man, you know, you, you, you left us in the red and white, um, you know, as our GA um, and did a remarkable job with us. And now you have on the, the blue and the red and you're at SMU. That is amazing, Nate, that, that you're there. And we're going to get into it a little bit uh, later. But um, a couple things, Nate. Uh, tell me in a few words, Nate, what you think about the NIL in college athletics. No, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for the athletes, definitely, to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. I think it's a great way for them. And then I'm going to switch up with you a little bit. Tell me what you think about the Taylor Swift effect. It, it's overtaking the NFL. <laughs> that That's for sure. It's, it's something to behold. And then uh, last, uh, you know, Nate, talk to me a little bit about your journey as a, as a graduate assistant. Being a graduate assistant is great because not only do you get firsthand experience, but you also get a lot of time to take from other leaders in the administrative offices and different things to really see what you kind of want to do with your career going forward, which is really great. That's cool. These topics and more on From the AD's View. Let's get it. Welcome back to From the 80s View. As I said before, I'm your host, Dr. Cedric Brown. And I'd like to bring back uh, today's guest, Mr. Nate Coombs. Nate, man, I miss you, buddy. I miss you. You know, our, our, our little talks, you know, our, our walks around the track, you know, at the football stadium. And, uh, you know, just uh, some of the things that you and I have discussed um, athletics, family, faith, and things like that. You are a remarkable, remarkable young man. And, and I um, absolutely treasure the opportunity that you and I had to work together. But let's, let's, let's talk about some of these topics, Nate. Um, the NIL, name, image, and likeness. Um, the U.S. District Court um, came in with a um a damage award for uh three particular student athletes and it is 
uh, monumental, right? It, you know, if they do the damages that they're talking about, it could be in the upwards of about four and a half billion dollars that could be awarded in damages for student athletes for name, image, and likeness. Um, what do you think about it? Is it, you know, in, in our in our opener, you said that, you know, you're in, you're in favor of it. You're in favor of the student athletes getting paid. Um, is there only upside, Nate, or is there downside to it as well? So kind of from the everything that I've been able to see and overtake with concerning NLI or NIL, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's really great for the student athletes just because they can make money off of their, their presence and help other businesses grow in popularity as well. Um, just using kind of like their brands and um, kind of the social power that they do have. Um, however, I do think it could make a negative impact if it follows more along with that kind of the play for pay for place kind of schemes that they disguise with NIL. Um, having the, the two being more in the gray areas, it makes it a little bit harder to really see in some cases where if it's, are they actually doing it just for their name, image, likeness, or if they doing it for the athletic ability as well. And, and that is what you brought up. Nate is is so important right because as athletic administrators um, we want student athletes to have the opportunity to make money right but and it is also and you know it's an uh, existential threat to college athletics if it is not governed the right way right and so now um, in the state of Utah, your home state, you know, where you and I uh, met and, and, and worked at, they are asking the government of Utah in the state to make every deal that student athletes have within their collective NIL to make those public. So now we'll know the name of the student athlete. We'll know what the deal consisted of. And the reason why that's they're asking for that is because it's taxpayer money that the, the, the school is governing that, right? So that is being funded, you know, that's being done by um, employees of the, of the, of the universities. Uh, other than BYU, because BYU is private, right? So Southern Utah, Weber State, um, uh, Utah, you know, all of those universities are being asked to make those private. I mean, make those public, excuse me. Is that advantageous to the student athlete or can that hurt the the process of that student athlete by putting their 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 name out there making that public so i think in some cases with in that kind of aspect i don't see particularly how it can really hurt since they're receiving the money putting out their name image and likeness in the first place to be able to follow up with those deals and everything um a lot of times everybody thinks that a lot of these nil deals are hundreds of thousand dollars and every athlete's doing that where in most cases especially at smaller institutions that generally most times not the case. Like most NIL deals is 
you get a couple free products or you get a couple like a couple hundred dollars like it's nothing crazy outrageous for most athletes um so i think having uh the that kind of that kind of i'm trying to think of the right word for um that kind of chance and opportunity to share that kind of documentation information with with the public and everything with some of those smaller deals i can i can kind of see the reasoning for that but with some of those larger ones and expectations it can kind of create more of a oh well you gave this person so much money why aren't you giving me that much money for doing the exact same process and so that can cause contention between a lot of not only athletes but companies as well right so in early last month the utah utes come out and their their crimson collective come out and they give every uh athletically related student athlete that that has athletically related aid they give them a dodge truck how crazy is that nil deal and all i know is that those uh that collective they've ever got good insurance money <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> Now, when I remember when uh, when that all came out, and one of my coworkers at uh, SMU right now, he actually used to work for University of Utah prior to to coming to SMU in Dallas, and mm-hmm. we we both were talking about the whole thing and just kind of crazy how if someone's got their mind together that they really want to help, um, kind of exploit and not not really exploit, but just show and brand off kids' brands and names and um, use their social power to the company's extent that they're willing to give someone a vehicle like that. And it's kind of cool to be able to see and, and recognize that and um, kind of see it come into play. And now it will be interesting to see what happens with other universities and what they kind of do to try to compete with that. So Nate, how do you, how do you separate a, a deal like that, right? That is on its face, you know, um, out in the public, the collective, um, they came in and worked that deal to fruition to give the student athletes uh, the opportunity to uh, monetize their name, image, and likeness, right? Because driving around in those Dodge trucks uh, in Salt Lake City is going to um, help the uh, the Dodge truck, you know, owners and manufacturers um, to the highest degree. But how does that impact um, the the pay for play that people think, you know, because we know that that wasn't a pay for, a pay for play type of thing. That was a collective that had been working probably for more than a year mm-hmm. to put that deal together. So how do we protect against those that want to uh, circumvent the system and, and try to draw the student athlete just for the NIL? So I think with a lot of that, it comes into, you got to make sure your documentation is really good and clear and exactly what the deal is. Um, in the documentation, you got to make sure it talks about how, um, you know, the truck's there for, for branding purposes, that it's, not used to based off of how many tackles they get, how many touchdowns they score um, that's used to help promote the brand. And then also on the student athletes end, they have to help um, 
what they have to do on their part to help either promote the business, um, promote the product that they're using and everything like that, whether it's, um, you know, putting a social media post out with them inside the truck and just kind of showing, oh, hey, thank you for uh, so-and-so for helping get us the, the Dodge vehicles or for any student athlete with the products that or the company that they're representing. They you just got to make sure it's really clear in the writing and kind of in that con- the contract information. Um, right. So that way you can't really get across with the pay for play kind of scheme. Right. So let me, before we go to break, let me switch uh, channels on you, right? And we'll talk a little NFL. <laughs> and oh specifically, oh it's specifically the Kansas City Chiefs and the Swift effect, the Swifties, Taylor Swift. What do you think about this phenomenon with Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey? Oh, I, it just kind of like puts me in respect of how much really kind of social power and understanding Taylor Swift really does have in kind of the world and in the community. And now, and now in fact, in the sports world, um, you see all over you, the first time she went to a game, like everybody went crazy. And that was consistently going on and on. And everybody keeps playing off of it, which has grown a lot of publicity, not only for the NFL, but like people are posting TikToks about it 24 um, seven. So other like social media, platforms, Instagram, Twitter, everything. There's, that's all they talk about. Even you go watch the pregame shows of the NFL. They're even talking about it too. So it, it kind of makes it a little bit more fun and helps bring just a new audience into the, the NFL and really try to grow that viewership in, in the sport that now is kind of running, running the United States right now, football. And, and just think about how many women are now tuning in to watch football when the Kansas City Chiefs are playing. Like tomorrow morning, at uh, you're in the Midwest, and I mean you're on uh, in on Mountain Time. So 7:30 tomorrow in the in in Mountain Time, they're going to be on uh, national television playing against Miami. And here's the big question: Will she be there, or won't she be there? She's over in Europe right now on a tour, right? Because when she's been there, they are I'll give you some stats. They are four and zero. When she's been there, Travis Kelsey has an average of 108 passing yard, receiving yards, right? Um, and like I said, they are killing it. When she's not there, they're two and three, and he only averages around 50, 50 yards per game. So, you know, and uh, I saw in an article where he didn't want to talk about it over in Europe because he says – that when they talk about it, right, whether she's going to be there or not, the line in Vegas changes, right? If she's okay. there, yeah, you know, the, the, the line is going to be probably more favorable. If she's not there, it's going to be less favorable. She has, she has given him, I think I heard, um, almost, uh, I think it's, 50 million uh, or more followers since he and her have, um, you know, made a union together. So you tell me how much she and that Swift Nation, Swifty Nation, has raised his, 
you know, his notoriety. Well, first thing I want to say, I want to thank all of them because I got him on my fantasy football team. So they, they really boost me up <laughs> the, the weeks that she is there. So I'm hoping that she's there for just facing off the kind of stats that you gave up and everything. But absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, I think kind of like what I said before, it's just it's really good for not only his brand, because I mean like his podcast with his brother that he does, that's rose up in more viewership as well. Yep. He sold exponential amount of jerseys and other memorabilia and everything. Um, but I don't know. I think just it's kind of interesting to see what happens when you have, you know, a large group of people together that have the same views and perspectives and um, that when they get behind something, they, they really push it and they, they really want to show their support and effort into it. And, you know, I, I just hope that the, the NFL can continue to kind of run with it a little bit and increase popularity for the sport, not just for the Swifty fans and everything like that, but for all fans and kind of yeah. use this as an example of what else they can do to try to bring more people in for the sport. Absolutely. I, th- I think that it's going to be remarkable and it's, and it's good for everybody, the families, good for young men, good for young women, good for little girls, you know, uh, to see um, how you can enjoy uh, something that uh, is so big. Stay with me, Nate. Um, we're going to be uh, coming back right after uh, this break. You are watching from the AD's view. I'm your host, Dr. Cedric Brown. We will be right back after these commercial breaks. Water. It's everywhere. We drink it. We bathe with it. We cook with it. Coffee's made with water. Toilets won't flush without it. It's used for washing clothes, dishes, utensils, pots, pans, floors, and our teeth. Plants and crops need water. Animals drink it. And fish need it too. And don't forget, we can have a lot of fun in the water. Water. What will we do without it? From the creative team that brought you The Browning Project and Dead by Morning comes a new thriller that will change the way you look at white-collar crime forever. Falling from the sky. I'm Leon Thomas with the Leon Thomas Group Podcast Virtual Events webinars, streaming shows, and so much more. We want to be your partner in all things virtual. Welcome back. Uh, You're watching from the 80s view. I'm your host, Dr. Cedric Brown, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about my book, um, the book that uh, was written based on the dissertation that I have, um, How Black Men Can Overcome Racial Barriers in the Status Quo, uh, an NCAA uh, narrative. Uh, the book was, uh, was written because um, as I pursued my 
career uh, in uh, administrative uh, athletic administration, um, I wanted to look at how um, mentoring or how um, the, you know, um, individuals in your life can help you to get to uh, your dream in, in your career, despite either perceived uh, barriers or real barriers. And so um, during the show, um, my producers will uh, put a QR code up on the screen that will allow you to scan the, the QR code and purchase um, the book if you'd like. And anybody that does purchase that book, I really do appreciate your support. Um, if you'd like to contact me, you can reach me on my website at cedricmbrown.org. Or you can reach me on my LinkedIn page, which is Cedric M. Brown, uh, Ph.D. Uh, and you can reach me on my new email at my new email address, which is from the 80s view at Gmail. Dot com. You can catch us every Sunday evening at 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern uh, for more open and honest conversations. So let's bring back our guest right now, Mr. Nate Coombs. Uh, Nate is a, a graduate assistant at uh, Southern Methodist University. Um, he and I work together um, at Southern Utah University. Nate has been uh, an outstanding young administrative assistant, uh, has a very bright future, and um, we are um, so happy to have you, Nate, on the show. And I'm so um, honored and pleased that I had, um, although brief, opportunity to work with you because uh, you're an up-and-coming uh, star. Speaking of graduate assistantships, Nate, um, can you tell our audience a little bit about your journey um, in being a graduate assistant? Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of like uh, how Dr. Brown mentioned earlier, uh, it started all with um, I was a marketing intern at Southern Utah, and uh, I did a little bit of volunteer work in the compliance office there as well, just kind of on the side and helping out where I could. And then one day the um, previous SWA, she uh, called me in her office, asked me if uh, I wanted to fill in for um, one of the G the compliance graduate assistants at the time. I was moving over to be um, director of ops for soccer team. And so they need someone help fill the position for uh, the coming uh, spring semester. And with having the background a little bit already and kind of little entry uh, information I already knew about working in compliance, I, I took the opportunity to become the uh, the graduate assistant uh, with my last year, my undergraduate uh, journey. And it's been really cool to be able to learn and understand and recognize everything. And um, from that, I was able to um, take those skills and sets that I was able to learn at Southern Utah. And um, I saw a uh, opportunity and um, the program and degree that kind of was eye-opening for me at uh, Southern Methodist. And um, they also had a compliance graduate assistant spot open as well. So now I kind of kind of took a little leap of faith and, um, and put my name out there. And fortunately, I, I was able to get it and um, been able to work towards a, a sport management uh, master's degree as well um, with my journey and working in uh, the college athletic department at uh, SMU. And 
it's just really cool because as a graduate assistant, um, you get a lot of opportunities to not only work in kind of the office that you're in, but oversee a lot of different things as well um, with not only our athletic department, but uh, with, with being in Dallas, we've been able to have our eyes open to a lot of um, highly, highly figure people uh, in the, the DFW area. And it's really cool to be able to meet them and connect and talk and see their stories and kind of learn what you want to take from them and what you want to grow on as well. And so as you, as you work here um, and you were at an FCS school, right? Um, football championship um, school. And then you go to the FBS uh, football bowl subdivision. Tell me some of the things I know there's some captain obvious stuff, right? But some of the things that were uh, more eye opening to you when you left FCS to FBS. Um, the Probably some of the, the bigger eye opening things that I noticed um, just for my first time kind of starting out here in, um, in, in Dallas with SMU is, you know, they, they really love their program. And a lot of the times it's a lot of people that have been here for a long time. Um, kind of like my boss, my supervisor, he's, he's worked and been with SMU for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And there's you know, our, our athletic director. Um, he's also been here for 10 plus years. And you can really tell the, the love that they have for the university um, where with FCS, um, Oh, unless you're one of the big time programs or everything, a lot of times people use it as kind of as a stepping stone, mm. stepping stone spot to kind of up your career, get the experience and go. And that's just one kind of thing I've noticed a little bit as well. Um, even though where it, it may be a little bit more um, intense at times with the FBS level, just because they have a little bit more money involved or um, they're really working hard to get to those, those bowl games um, help get more revenue for, not only football program, but for other sports programs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing I've noticed is that they have more programs that they oversee and overlook too, to try to help kind of make the university more impactful to bring in not only student athletes, but other students to come watch and participate in um, those events as well. So a lot of the work that you did with us was, you know, basically in compliance right and um, making sure that the school the the department was in compliance with NCAA uh, rules and regulations uh, you know uh, the bylaws um, what are some of the things that you have uh, been entrenched in when you've gotten to uh, to SMU that uh, you might not have worked on when you were um, at Southern Utah um, yeah, no, that's actually really good. Uh, one of the one of the main things I kind of help and work with is a lot of the initial eligibility um, for the incoming freshmen uh, from that are coming straight out of high school into the school. That's kind of the main thing we fo- I focus on and help with. Um, but another cool thing that I've been able to kind of see and put my eye into a little bit more is um, the kind of NIL uh, ways that we've been able to. Um, help monitor, um, recognize kind of the contracts and making sure they aren't doing the, uh, the play for the pay for play mm-hmm. and really monitoring it to make sure they're compliant with all those rules. So I'd say definitely the, the NIL opportunities that I've been able to help with and kind of monitor that, look at it, see kind of how it all works and what we can continue to try to do to help make things better and more easier process to uh, work through with things kind of continuing to change with the interpretation. Sure. 
and working in compliance and and uh and then uh dipping your toe a little bit in NIL with collectives and things like that um as you look at as you look forward you know um and you project what your career could look like right now you're on the internal side right you're student services student facing type of thing like that um the external side would be development like you said getting out in the community uh doing your friend raising cultivating uh the gift um preparing for the ask for um the donation from the donors and things like that to support the athletics program nate where do you feel that your career path could go do you think you'll stay on the internal side or would you like to go to the external side i feel like the beginning part kind of as i move after i you know finish my master's degree and everything I'm, it's looking as of right now i'll probably stay more on the internal side just because it's a little bit more what i know and i can kind of harness those skills a little bit more and get them a lot more strengthened and then at um, the current point in time and i hope it's earlier on um, i'm wanting to try to move over to external um, help do help with that fundraising the the gift giving donations and really making that connection with uh, the donors to help um, you know whatever university or uh, institution i'm at and really help kind of make the college I've experienced for the athletes the best way possible. And um, it really helps when, when you do have uh, money to <laughs> be able to boost the facilities and other things like that. So uh, really trying to be able to work with um, something more on the external side later down the road um, is what I'm trying to look more towards. And, and that is, you will be very good at that, Nate. You're a very personable young man. Um, you don't know a stranger right uh, your your smile and your sense of humor is infectious and so i know that you're going to be very uh, successful in whatever you do whether you stay on the internal side or you go to the external side um the last thing nate before we close out the show um you and i have had many talks and again you are a young man of faith um can you tell you know the audience what faith means to you nate so yeah this faith faith is definitely very important like i kind of mentioned we've talked about it a lot before um with uh, it's faith with everything um just not only kind of the day-to-day aspect but kind of just looking on and the bigger scheme of thing in life and you know it really just helps kind of show that even the hardest of times that um you know there was someone there that went through something harder um that um, everything that we can do in our lives that work towards the ultimate goal of um, being with, uh, living with God again and doing everything that we can. And um, that kind of helps pushing me forward. And the goals I have as not only working in college athletics, but working as uh, trying to be the best person for my wife and for my future family. And, and I know that by having that faith um, and understanding that, that, that Christ will be there for us with everything that it's, Everything's at work, and it makes life a lot easier um, just by having that faith and understanding and gives you more hope. And, and again, you are an outstanding young man, Nate. And when I met you, we talked about a little bit about uh, your mission that you went on and, and uh, the mission that you served and, and how, um, you know, you had an opportunity to um, go out into communities and share your faith and your knowledge 
with communities and things like that. Um, that that twenty four month period, Nate, that you um, that you went out, um, how impactful has that been on your life, Nate? Oh, it's it honestly is one of the things that probably changed my life. Um, that not only did it open up my eyes and opportunities for um, how to strengthen my you know, my faith in Christ and everything, but it helps also open you know the gates and opportunities for for life down the road. Um, you know, when you have different people kind of slamming doors in your face or blown by as you're trying just to talk to them and just help share the, the light of Christ. And it kind of helps build momentum to know, keep pushing forward and uh, using that kind of work ethic to really ultimate, try to work towards the goals that you have later on in life, whether that's strengthening your own faith, um, helping others, and then um, in a work sense, you know, working towards meeting deadline or uh, hitting the kind of top career that you want to do with your life. And I honestly, I recommend it to anybody, um, whether it's doing volunteer work, um, going somewhere, helping, Know, building a school or um, just even just sharing kind of the the faith that you have and the, the light that, that Christ has given us, just sharing with anyone that it helps not only you, but it helps so many people around you and helps just build everyone up to be become better in, in all aspects. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Nate, if someone wants to get in contact with Mr. Nate Coombs, um, can you share with them what the best way to uh, connect with you would be? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So as you can kind of see, there's my, my email address right there down below. Um, I'm also available on LinkedIn. Um, I, with my program ends in the end of April and I'll be looking for internship opportunities. So if, if you're aware of anything that's opening up more in the DFW or um, Houston or Utah areas, feel free to connect with me and uh, we can talk a little bit more and I can share kind of how I can help and um, what would be kind of expected. So so yeah, just the email address or LinkedIn. Um, also Twitter, if you want to email me on Twitter, um, it's at Coomzy underscore 10. Um, feel free to message me on any of those. Well, you know, anybody that gets you, Nate, would be um, would be better off. Their, their uh, organization would be better off for having Nate Coombs in it. And, and little bro, I appreciate you being on the show today, man. Thank you so much. No, well, I... I've been looking forward to this ever since you sent out the invitation to me. Um, I always love being able to connect with you, Dr. Brown, and um, I always know that you'll be the big bro for life. Absolutely. And uh, stay in the studio, Nate, after the show, and we'll talk a little bit um, after that. But uh, once again, uh, I'd like to thank Nate Coombs for being a part of our show. Um, As I close the show, I, you know, I, I want to always be mindful of the opportunity and the platform that um, I'm given here to talk about uh, things like education, sports, entertainment, family and faith. I don't take those things for granted. And um, uh, I want to um, give my guests uh, past, present and future. Um, uh, a shout out for supporting me in um, in this very you know small uh, platform. Um, I, I know when I started out in this, I was someone that really didn't know what to expect. I didn't um, uh, have great experience in this, but I, I learned something this week um, from a colleague that you know people have experiences, they have exposure. And then they have expansion. 
And and so what I'm doing right now with this is um, uh, exposing myself to the opportunity to share um, my thoughts, my views um, from different perspectives and have my um, my guests do the same. And what I'm also doing is expanding um, the brand that uh, that is from the AD's view and, and is uh, uh, Cedric Brown. And so I'm really thankful for the opportunity with uh, the Leon Thomas group, uh, my producer, Mr. Leon Thomas, my, my producer, Mr. Uh, well, Dr. Jay Rosinko, uh, Orange Stewart, and then, you know, colleagues uh, like Jasmine Pollock to have this opportunity. So I, I thank uh, each and every one of you for that. And uh, as I close, all I want to say is um, have a great evening. Good night and God bless.